understanding events of the present could be a bit dicey without having adequate information about your past. When I think about the truth of our past, it's hard to unravel. What is even the truth? People say it's the binding force of our very reality. But when you think about the truth in the African society, it's definitely one you can't wrap your head around. Almost feels like our very own identity has been swept under the rug and we're left to chase shadows. It feels like we're living lives that are not ours. So, what really happened? What is the truth of our very own existence here in Africa? I'll be taking Calabar as a case study. In the next record you'll be hearing is that of me and a corridor, one who is in charge of the Slave History Museum here in Calabar. Join me. <laughs> I didn't want to I didn't want to mispronounce that, so I had to you know pick my words carefully. Um just for everyone listening to this podcast, Mr. Mr. Muki is the corridor. Is the corridor Slave History Museum Kalpa. Of the Slave Museum here in Kalba. Slave History Museum. Slave History Museum here in Kalba. Yeah. Yeah. So he's the one, you know, going to give us an insight about you know the total experience of colonialism and its effect. So Mr. Imuki, um I'd like to start with this question. What was life like in Calabar before colonialism? Yes. Life in Calabar was simple, peaceful and natural. Mm. Because of what? Because of the African philosophy that we have mother African dad and injury to one century to all so we not live in a co-existent society where a child is being born not by the parent but by this society. community yes and because of that we have peaceful coexistence of people together in the community and we share things in common and that was the spirit for African man as we was down here in Calabar mm-hmm. and Calabar too were people who like enjoyment they like drinking you know, and social life before the color of the white hair man. Mm-hmm. And then too, before that time, they believe in what they call the house system. Mm-hmm. The house system in which every house or a compound could organize itself into an habitat and then you have a canoe. Because by then the midst of travel by through water, have a canoe. And that has to only going that could not use for war or use for trading air. Uh, Activities okay, and that's so what that was going on. Uh, that was like the economic uh, yes. situation of, yes. of Calabar citizens. Yes. And um, what you're trying to say is, you know, during that time, they had this um, classical idealism mindset whereby everybody thought the same way. Yes. Everybody lived coexisted yes, together. Yes, and, yes. That, you know, that was the cautiousness yes. that we carried in our minds. Yes. You know, 
going down. Every family, say something about every family having a kino. No, every household. Every household. So, yes. That household will be made of many compounds or many families come okay. together to have, and then you have a leader. And that leader will not have a, 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 call a house, a house a system. Mm. Not a system where you have many houses come together to form one household. household. And then you have a kino that will be wow. for trading, for war, and other things. Because that was the only means of a Traveling through the water. Through the waters. Yes. And uh, and the, I think they also use it for fishing. That one, yes. Also. Well, that fishing is not for fishing. You can go with a small one, but this other one is like a very big canoe. Okay. So you have about temple here, temple pardon, and you have and then you they will use it for things like uh, when you are going for trading activities or when you are going for, for warfare activities. Okay. But for the other individuals who are going for fishing, they can use a small canoe and all that things. Wow. Uh, I, I never I never knew about this. Yes. You know, I never knew the kind of house system. So they have, there was actually a coexisting system yes. that you know was here in Calabar before colonialism came around. Yes. You know. Yes. Wow. Oh, that's 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 amazing. That's amazing. And um, please can uh, can you tell us um, how were the British able to take over Calabar? Uh, before then, what we have not we used to call it Old Calabar. But what we have was, let us go back to the, the, the memory name. What we have here was what we call the Bight of Biafra. The Bight of Biafra. And Ojuku took his name from that Biafra. When he, went to, when he started his Nigerian Civil War, mm. that name Biafra is gotten for the Bight of Biafra. Biafra. In Nigeria, we have two Bight. We have the Bight of Benin. That has to do with the local as background. Mm. And the Bight of Biafra has to do with the Old Calabar, mm. which was the entry and the exit port of the White Air. Man. Man. But by then, the headquarters was not here. Okay. The headquarters was at Srandapo, a small Sranda island in what we call a, a Satoma. This, this is in the storm. Wow. Uh-huh. We used to call it Panya in those days. Mm-hmm. You, you used to hear people say, We are trying to look for, for Grana, Grana Pasha. In those days, people travel to Panya. Wow. That Panya is what we call Srandapo, wow. a small Sranda island surrounded by water. So when the Portuguese were the Portuguese were the first to came. When it came to Portuguese. The Portuguese yes, they came in first into Calabar first. They were the first to enter Calabar. Mm-hmm. So when they entered Calabar, because of this uh, attack, they were afraid of this uh, Astana aggression, so they had to stay in that place. A small island surrounded by air, water, mm-hmm. so that they can be free from Astana attack. Mm-hmm. And they came in 1478 and 1503, they make that place uh, a colony. Wow. Are you getting me? Wow. I started the administration there. The administration started was for them to make a plantation of farming. Mm-hmm. Most of this thing like cocoa, rubber and the rest. Mm-hmm. And then they got the rough money from there and moved to their home base. So, so they came here for extortion? Yes. To just extort the resources? Yeah, for children to extort our people and then. Mm-hmm. And most of them were carrying us to go and work for them in their own plantation too. And so it was when that happened that they not started having the influence of the white men in this place. But that influence was not as much as we're looking at it. Mm. Are you getting me? Why is this? Because later, in the uh, 1498, when uh, Christopher Columbus described a new war, which was not inside America, mm. they turned their interest from Frontapo to America okay. to go and carry out farming in that place. Mm. Are you getting me? Yeah. So the Portuguese now left that place and handed that island to the Spanish. Then the Spanish, that the, mm. the Spain people, the yeah. Spanish, yeah. took over that place from them. And they're not using for trading activities. They are one of our family members for trading uh, okay. activities. 
Are you getting me? So because of the discovery of this uh, new new world, which was not outside uh, America by Christopher Colombo, the activities were so much that the farm material was so much that they now look for labor to work in the farm, farm plantation. Yeah. And the red Indians who were there could not withstand that. Uh, the pressure. Yes, they cannot stand the really work because the thing was too heavy for them. They cannot be exposed. They were not exposed to hard sun and hard work labor. So it's more time they come and die off. So because of that, the production turned their attention, attention, attention to Calabar or to Battle Fair, Biafra, to, yeah, to get this uh, labor. labor. Okay. And that was it was to called the Atlantic Slave uh, Trade, where wow. they come to buy the slaves here and to them to that Atlantic Ocean to put in the northern side to work in the plantation. Are you getting wow. me? Wow. So they came here. Yes. You know, that is the punish. That is the punish. But what I know we are going to, let us not be here first. Then if you get yeah. to that way again, so you can answer question very well. Yeah. Then after that, are you getting me? They punish, continue like that. They come to the punish by the Mapa, take them there. Then later, in 18, first May 1807, when the slave trade was abolished mm. by the British in the British soil in 1807, they abolished the slave trade. Mm. Are you getting me? And so now they now pass a law that no trading, no slave trade could go on again. Mm. But here in Africa, on other part of the world, the trade, the slave trade at which was still going there. Still going on. Oh, yes. So we're looking forward to stop it only not in British in uh, British uh, sorry, but to stay into British Empire. Okay. So British Empire is what we refer to and common word. Okay. British Empire, this this colony in Africa that, that will be controlled by the British, that will refer to a British uh, empires okay. in uh, Africa. Which part of Biafra is one of the areas. Yes, one of the colonies. Yes, that will be owned by British. Mm. Uh-huh. And so to make this a law effective here in Africa. The British now ask the Spanish to hand over that uh, friend that put to them and they use it as another base to capture any slave ship that is carrying slave or carrying slave utensils like cooking and or chain or charcoal anything. They will be arrested and be tried in the miscommission court and sentence. Are you getting me? Yeah. First, it was a Portuguese king. The Portuguese came first. They got their place. The Spanish. Spanish, they over to the British and British and then come out. Come Masters. Wow. Are you getting me? Wow. And so that's their question now. Nice. How did they conquer Calabar? So when they came in, they, what did you do when they had that base at Randapo? Are you getting me? Sure. Trying to stop what? To stop uh, the trading uh, activities. Which when I talk to that, I mean slave trade activities. Mm-hmm. What you need to do now was to do what? To send in somebody to come and oversee the activity. And that was the first time we have a consul, British country was sent, and that was John Bickroft. In those days, we should have a a street here named called Wickroff Air Street. That was John Bickroff. John Bickroff is the first British consul that was posted to Frandapo to oversee the activities of her. This is interesting. Right of her, Biafra. So when he came, he used simple method of sunny treating with the ships. But, but was that treaty, was it a forceful treaty? That was, yes. Some of them were peaceful, some of them were, uh, were uh, forceful. For example, that, that, that those ones like King Deja of Popo, that one was forceful. Mm. Are you getting me? But uh, like those ones of Nana, Nana of Shekri was forceful. The one uh, uh, Kipoko of Boni was forceful. The one of uh, Upper uh, Bini of was forceful. But one of the Upper Cloud, the rest were not forceful because those ones, they 
they agree because why is God that treaty was some of them will just before because they refuse to accept the things of uh, the treaty. Which one you must stop the slave trade. Mm -hmm. They hand over the trade, they are to see all that treaty, white men to come through. Mm -hmm. Then the common common or uh, uh, juice or the the lady pay for the slave should be given to the white uh, men mm -hmm. and they want to not give to the sheep. Someone said disagree with that of a treaty. I said this is a land. They must take full control of everything here. And so that's what most of the treaty most of the king who refused to accept the sign of treaty to their own time were forced to accept them. Most yeah. of them were actually accepted on exile. Like in Jehovah was sent on exile to Babadog. Kimpopo was sent on exile. Obafremi was sent on exile to Kala here. Nana of Shekhi was sent on exile to Ghana. So these are the things. But the open of Kalabar that had a peaceful understanding and signing of treaty with them, those ones were peaceful because the signed priests are going to stand slave children. Then you embrace Pam Oye treaty. So that's what that what is simple is yeah. supposed to use. They came in with that treaty. Then after that, the only thing we do was to introduce uh, the church, the missionaries mm. who came in with what with the church and uh, the right side, uh, the country, three arrows to introduce reading, arithmetic, and uh, writing under what under the missionary platform. And they started teaching us to say killing of twins is bad. Women sacrifice about it to make to penetrate and they were able to penetrate and they started hanging their flat. When I mean blaming the Union Jack, mm -hmm. the Union Jack was that their flag that they hung. And whenever they hung that flag, they take that pillow and point for to oversee that uh, yes. area. Wow. So it was like a systematic conquer, you know, process. Yeah, yeah conquer of Nigeria. Of conquer. It, it, it didn't just come at once. It wasn't an invasion. It was step by step. They started first with the signing of treaty. Mm -hmm. Signing of treaty, they acquired the, 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 the land, and then they came with the missionaries. We started preaching the gospel and everything, and everything and the peaceful training, which was Pam Oye training, established. But, but okay, uh, let's let's talk about the traditional aspect of um, the bread of the Afro. And I believe before that time, we had things we were we had our religions, our various religions, yes, our yes. tribal thing, yes, yes. And you know other parts of the branch of Biafra. Yes. And uh, I feel most of those things were not just uh, religion alone, but they were our identities, which were wiped under the rug. Yes. You are correct. We call them African traditional religion. Mm -hmm. That what we used to have in those days. Each of the early groups that must be identified one thing or the other that you worship. And you believe that thing because of the law have we conscious of it that we have what we call the supreme woman, the supreme being that was. Like then they call it Basenyon, I was uh 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 like you but they call it where uh for that all evil had this name, how they used to call it. That the Almighty one that is And we believe it was this our deities that would it and take the message to then, oh, wow. you so like here, you go to hear about the Anansa. Mm -hmm. They are on the story believe because anyone that is close to the water must have to do with water spirit. Mm -hmm. So they are on the the ethic or the people in color, most of the ethic believe in what the water deities mm -hmm. that will come in water. And today, even the open of Calabar, even so, I was going to appreciate that Python shrine that linked to the what the water spirit, which the man water spirit, and still that that custom is still there. there. Still there. Yes, but when the white men came, they make us understand that those things were festive, that we should not give them away again. We should throw them away and look unto the Almighty God. Mm. They bring the worship of what 
or one true God, which was the Almighty God. But that doesn't mean that African does not know the worship of, of, of that God. supreme God. God. The only difference is that they only believe that it's only through Jesus Christ that will make you to get to yeah. No, to get to the supreme, to, to supreme Almighty God, God yeah. yes. But in our own case, we're not looking at Jesus Christ, we're looking at other dimensions intact. Anything that we can take them to Almighty so, so God. So, in, in a way, we're doing the same thing that yes, Christians were doing. Yes, yes. Even you can see, the, even the worship of our African traditional way, trapping and clapping and dancing, it's not the same thing. Today, we are, it's not what we are seeing in church. Yeah. Beating the drum, clapping and dancing and everything. Still, like the African traditional way of praising God. We were just forced to do it their way. Wow. Say, oh, it was a, uh, it was a, I personally, and uh, it was not good and not the They try to, if you know everything African to them is uh, bad. Hmm. It's the only thing that is a white man that is uh, good. So, in in the in the pursuit of Christianity and you know trying, remember, we lost our, our identity. Remember, when way. Christianity has something under it has something that they already have nothing for to do or to capture power from us okay so that was not the, the intention the, the intention of that christianity bringing to we're bringing it that will help us to make us because so we can also to capture us and make mm. us become their slaves and rule us rule over oh. us wow are you getting me wow. so they came with with an agenda the agenda they came the, with an agenda, agenda. Yeah. wow <laughs> this is this is amazing oh. and um in order to find the truth of our heritage, what would be your advice you would give to the young generation, the African young generation? The truth is that we should be proud of our color. Mm. We should be proud of our color. Mm. Our color is black. Are you getting me? And that is been the contemporary argument we are putting on these days. They say, what is the true color of Jesus Christ? Some say it is a uh, uh, white. Some say it is a uh, black. This, this, this. But we can, you can still remember that the first pharaoh you have in Egypt was not a white uh, pharaoh. No, it was a black pharaoh. Mm -hmm. Pharaoh. And if you follow it very well, the first Israelite that left Canaan to the land of uh, Egypt that were owned as a uh, slave in the land of Egypt, we underborn in the Egypt. They were not a uh, white. If you look at it very well, they are all what black. Are you getting me? So why are you not proud of your color? Are you getting me? We should first and foremost identity. Be proud. Black is beautiful. Black is good. Enjoy eating black. Then secondly, we should try to know our word, our link. Mm -hmm. oh, our yes, our root, our link. Trace and know it. And how will you know the link and, and know your root? Yeah, I feel that's where the problem so, is. You must do us. Go back to the to your board. How are you going back to the board? Go back to the Muslim. Because the Muslim is the place you have the past. And to the past that you cannot do what? Project to the future. No, to the present. present. And then for the future, you move to the future. future. Hmm. That's, that is amazing. You know. Do you believe the true purpose of being an African man can be actualized? Why not? Why not? We were not given the opportunity. If we're given the opportunity to develop on our own by now, the sky will be our limit. Hmm. Why do you want to say civilization did not start in uh, anywhere, it started in Egypt. Hmm. 
Isn't that so? Yes. And today, one of the seven wonders of the world is in Egypt, and that is the pyramid of uh, Egypt. People still are still trying to they are trying to know about the world, the secret of that same pyramid until they don't know about it. The accuracy design, the this everything, so everything today is still a secret. So so in other words, we started civilization. Yes. Africa has had civilization. And I feel Even like the writing, handwriting, the handwriting have to have your own call hieroglyphy handwriting. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I also, and this I also is thing, which is what you see, what you see, what you, that is not to own our own here. But only thing, the thing, the only difference between that and own is that it is not associated with any spoken language. language. Why their own is associated with any spoken, spoken language. language? But well, can you give us an insight? Because I have been asking a lot of people, and you are the first person that actually knows what CBD is. I've actually asked a few people. They said it's um, incantation and all of that. Yeah, you know, uh, and this is this is quite funny because. This is the first time I'm, I'm mentioning the CBD to you. <laughs> so please, can you give us an insight of what's in CBD? It's, it's, it's a sign writing mm. that was only common to men of the Equus Society. Mm. And this Equus Society is not everybody, it's the people who are at the high apex, who are the Bongo group of people that are allowed to know the secret. That's one thing with the African man. Mm. We don't, a, a white man would know something we want to spread for photo. No, but in our own case, you discover something we discover, you put yourself, you don't want to put to so me. It was more to like a court kind of information. Yes, that's what I'm telling you. Even if it belongs to the Equal Court or the Equal Society, if you are not up to that day, Bongo Society, you will not be taught about that day, the meaning of the incident. If the, you may see the sign, but don't know what it means. Look at me. And that's what they use to to each other. As they are going out on the listing, you write it, at the time you put it on the door of your door, on your window, on your house, and everything. And even that who, who is joining a member of the company, you see it and know what you're talking eh, about. I was working on it to extend that I want to develop something. Even uh, I look at my listing, I have some of the civil right one, there are many. I did a lot. I spent my money to get those things at up to 10 or 15 of them. Of the visibly sign and their meaning, everything. Mm. Mm. So, so it's a, a sign writing that was developed by Africa to communicate with their groups, wow. but it was not made public. Okay. That's the problem. Except you join the equestrian and you are grown to that statue of uh, Ubongo before you were allowed to. Understand the meaning of yes. those signs. Yes. So, so it means, in a way, we had our own kind of education, we had our we own did. kind of language, our own kind of writing. Yes. 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 yeah. If we're given, a, we have developed that sensibility, like that's what we used to say in sensibility, just like what we have in the hieroglyphs of the Egyptian and the cuneiform hieroglyphs of the Babylonian, mm. the same thing. But only that their own was now, no, associated with a spoken language. Why in our own case it was not associated with the spoken language, but we know that it was commonly with the Ifrit, the Echadam, and the Ibos. Hmm. You know, I, I feel they use that in CBD to join those languages because this language, this, this, this tribes speak different languages. Yes. So I think in CBD was a way to connect these different tribes. That's what I'm telling you. Those tribes, the Echadam, the Ibo, the Ifrit, and part of our Cameroon people are involved in this uh, right, uh, writing, uh, sign writing. And making it to, to them serious because they used to communicate far and wide. Even trading at they used to in trading uh, this thing, everything and uh, and when you see that when they communicate with you and they are member, they when they are 
in the training activity, they said they teach back to you because you are your member and they attend, they can't give something free of charge because they understand that you belong to their group or organization. Wow, wow, this is, this is, this is quite, it's mind blowing, it's mind blowing. And even if you go, if you go to the, to the El Jagan people, I mean the backup people on the Guja side, they have what called Mulolis. Mulolis is a, in the, the, the local name of the Mulolis are Kwanchi. It's a type of uh, carving on stones. In those days, we don't have pictures. So we don't have any to preserve our information. So when a, 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 a big person decides to die, like maybe a king, mm. a warrior, a hunter, a trader, they will carve the stones. Thank you. They will carve it on the stone and put it right up there to show that this one will be. So anybody, by the time you carry a second barrier, they will bring that out there. Is a second barrier? Yes, second barrier. Oh, I've never heard of that. Oh, you don't know what you call second barrier? No, I've never heard of that. In those days in the African society, when you die, they bury you. Then they form a, they used to come market day. The fourth market day, they will now come and do ceremony of that uh, barrier. It is that time they will bring that body out. Not the body, they carving on that uh, Okay, into, okay, wow. And that they carving on that stone, they will bring out and displace. Okay. As a barrier of person they are doing. And then those members of Ekwe who belong, if you present yourself and the thing is there, they'll be able to know what they are talking about wow. because the sign is there on that uh, uh, on that monolith, uh, and you can read the right and everything what is there, everything. Then after that, after the finishing, they will carry that monolith and go to a grave site and put it by the side of the grave to show that that is everything. It was like a, an identity. Yes. Wow. And we are preserving records and uh, from the history. Just in this this few minutes of conversation, <laughs> I've, I've honestly. What I want to understand is that when I was not wrong. Mara Muzum is the what we call ethnographic object. Ethnographic object, not like this one that is done with this with the uh, Pictoria and uh, ethnographic. Ethnographic is the work command by Africa, or what work command by the society, or by the community. Where you can use stone to carve, you use wood to carve, you use it to carve, but you give a you get me. I know around the have what you call Not Epo, Ekepu, no, Ekepu, Epo. And open this source of the dead ones. Like what I'm trying to tell you. Mm. If you have, you have somebody, an ancestor from, from your family, who is a warrior, a hunter, a king, a wary trader, honestly, when he died, they carve into that book. And after that, they still some spiritual and everything, they worship your deity, and they will keep preserve you. Wow. And that thing will protect you. Protect you. Give you a lot of things, a lot of information. If your parent can make to become a fruitful and everything, I get me. Mm. So they preserve that depart from. Mm. So most of the white men who came buy this of our antiquity. They are not buying it because they want to make use of it for what? For mm. uh, fancy or anything. No. You know what they're looking for? Mm. Is the power behind that thing. The power, the spiritual power behind it. Because that's what we used to say that African man. We have black magic. It's called black because we don't use to invent this. We used to only to destroy. But the white man has what we call white magic. But they only used to do to do a lot of uh, investment. Mm. They used to acquire knowledge, invent a lot of things, move to a lot of things. Are you getting me? Mm. But in our own case, 
our own this black power we are talking about is more powerful and more than the white uh, power. So most of them come down here to Africa to acquire those activities. They are not acquiring because they want to do what make it to furniture or beautify their house. No, because they want to tap from that spiritual power. Uh, uh, and most of them come down here, come here to look at our own deities. Mm -hmm. I feel I like when when they even when people tell me that black magic is you know, they used to, I don't believe, because that's what the white man will surely tell the black man, that what you are doing is you're using this to kill your brother. Yeah, yes. But I'm not sure that is that is what black, black man used to Yeah, because that's the way we're using it. Mm -hmm. That way we're using it. Are you getting me? I used to, because when the warrior die, you can, because we believe in those days, and that's what the Bible even makes us understand. That if you have any shrine, have any deity, and use human being blood to do what to Offer sacrifice to that deity become very very uh, powerful. So in those days we keep slaves, wow. domestic slaves. Mm -hmm. These domestic are not buying and saying no. This slave we are talking about is that maybe your father, who owe my father, and if if he's not able to pay that debt, he will send two of his sons to come and work for my father until that debt we all have. If he stay for two or three or four years to complete that debt, I can return back to my father. And if you, if you don't, if you can't do it. You know. So it's like the, the power was kind of intoxicated. It is, yes. So because of that, people who have this money, who have this thing, they feed human beings, they just run around and they click animal. Mm -hmm. So they can take anyone and offer it for sacrifice and nothing will come out of it. Just because you want to make your part be very uh, strong yeah. and famous. Are you getting me? So that is the issue. So black magic was uh, yes. So So when they come and saw that, that because of that killing, Bringing you see woman, them just thinking, you see woman being to sacrifice those deity and those gods and goddess, goddess that makes them feel that I want to destroy mm. and not to use for any hair. Uh, but it was thing. not from the deity, it was from the person. Yes. The, you understand? Yes. So. yes. And th that's why we try to say in those days, warriors, like my place, there are some warriors when, when they cross a river, you don't have you don't have anything, they go to the bush, cut kokoyama leaf, put it on the water and sit on it. They can carry them hair. Uh, what? True. Wow. Yes. <laughs> wow. So there are a lot of things. But those things was not shown. That's the one about our own. It was not shown. At Tanda Wola, you say you say in Africa, where an old man died, a library is uh, born. Hmm. When a, a white man who is intelligent, who has wisdom died, a library is uh, born. Why is this so? Because that old man has a lot of uh, what? Information, a lot of uh, things are recorded in his brain, and that's one of the things happening. He's going to say, Let's go and look for the oldest man, let us tell us what to do because he has seen a lot of uh, he has seen many years, he has seen many Christmas, many things. He will be able to tell us what to do and go to my room. You might ask him, You, but if you meet someone who is a drunk, I will say, But those who are intelligent, who are with wisdom, have them like community. You use my community, the community is my reference point, you almost go to them to find out. And you'll be able to tell you during the separate where we're farming this play that this thing happened. Yeah, we do this and this is the time we were doing this, this happened. This occasion there, there was fame, the town, this is again, you know what he's talking about give you. And at times, if you don't ask him this question, where they die, we die because we're not telling the body. That is different. But if those things were written down in form of this uh are you talking with uh, this uh and kept somewhere, you see that. Well, that you can be able to have access to it and yes. you know what the to problem do. about you know, the African heritage is it's not well documented. Yes. 
That's because I think it was more oral. Oral. We are different oral tradition. They are not written a record. But that, but that doesn't mean that because we are we, we based on oral tradition, we have no history. What do you want to use to say? The Africa have no history. Our part in that country was prepared in their nature. Then the history of Africa started with the coming of white hair. Man, we say no, it cannot be true. It can't be. There's no nation, there's no country without a history. So our shall not be a man. record i've done this perfectly for like once since i started making it but they haven't been recording it's just a disaster Some people will be taking their orders and they'll be like, and patrol some something back. Maybe like, Mommy, we will maybe like give me one something. This thing, one maybe you want to buy fish or one fish or one chicken or an egg or something. So you say, Mommy, Mommy, we back. If it's it depends, the way is like this. So you can, it could be maybe, uh, because here maybe that's egg, but you mentioned, but we, we, if you point to this one, maybe give me this one of these. So we be we be one. Yeah, we, like this. Like so this be way. Yeah. Then Baku be one. Yeah. Then Banku be f- the food. Yeah. How long have you been in Ghana? I've been in Ghana for a bit of uh, seven years now. So you can teach me chewy right now. So I mean, Dave. So Dave, this is David though, yeah. but he's also known as Soul. Yeah. Uh, he's gonna be helping us out with the podcast and translating from chewy. Yeah, shui. from shui to English, I guess. Is it shui? Shui, 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 So, Dave, tell us a little bit more about you. You know, let's just get to know you. Okay, so, uh, my name is David, but I go by So. That's why everyone calls me. I'm originally a Nigerian, but I've been in Ghana for about seven years now. That's what's up. Um, and I write songs. I'm a musician also. Yeah. He has his song already. I think he's on... SoundCloud, yeah, an audio mark. An audio mark. What's the title of that song again? Designer. I forgot how to, how the lyrics of that song went. Let's 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 uh, do that. Like, is it uh like I'm dressed in no black yeah. nigga no designer. Yeah. You don't make shit if I know my wrist and flooded. Yeah. I'm still gonna get it, then I spend it how I want. Let me go. And we gonna put up in the dollies <laughs> and the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the youth.
youth of Ghana, we are doing demonstration. The, the youth are hungry. We are suffering. Yes, we are calling you guys to come and rescue us. Our leaders are wicked. They are bastards. They are killing us. They are using the police, the military, killing us. Every angle. We are police in here. Police in the crowd. Police in you, you want to try in some music, and that to me, just say, they are going to Ghana, and so be able to so make us up. I saw for to make us up, and be able to make us up. I saw for Ghana, they are catching them all. I can assure you, hey, why, why, hey, yeah, yeah, so taboo. The class said, I'm carrying up, so for what I saw for who to put your good Ghana for you. I'm here to me, kind of, they are catching them all. We tell you, we tell you, yeah, mama warning. I don't really think that guy meant that the government are killing them in that sense but he's more like explaining how tight the situation of things are in the country for them. I was at the Independence Square the day Ghanaians had their fix the country peaceful demonstration and they were setting, I mean the all really we are speaking should and just few people actually spoke in English. And that's one thing I respect about Ghana. You know, they have that, that language. Yeah, and it kind of unites them. It makes, it makes them have this sense of love and care for each other. Yeah. And I think it's a really big thing, you know, in a place where you have 16 regions, and you have diverse cultures and people yeah. like you have the airways you have the ga and um, what what else the do you have fancies. the fanties the asantes like it, i mean it's a, it's a lot of them but they still have this thing that brings them together as one which is the tree yeah. a man, a man, i mean dave is nigerian but he had to learn tree because is widely spoken in the country Ghana yeah. and I really wish we had something like that in the whole of Africa though maybe have African yeah. or I think yeah. South, South Africans South speak African speak but I think uh, uh, Africa as a whole the closest thing we have to that is the pigeon English the pigeon English yeah the pigeon English but now the, I was on clubhouse some time ago I was speaking with some people from East Africa and I don't think East Africans have pigeon they don't. I think the pigeon thing is more in West Africa, but we can actually amplify it, yeah. you know, and make it our thing, yeah. you know, make it our flow. Because almost all our West African musics yeah. are sung in pigeon, and those are most of the music that actually go very far. Yeah. And also, I know some South Africans have featured people like David Bonaboy in their music, and you see a lot of fans singing to those songs. If you go on Apple Music, you see a lot of streams from Kenya, you know, Mozambique, like you see a lot of streams on those songs with Pigeon English. Yeah. So that means there's something everyone can actually relate to. You can translate from yeah, English yeah. to Pigeon. So yeah. some way we have had that recognition. Even right now, BBC also reports in yeah, Pigeon. Yeah, BBC reporting Pigeon. So I think that's one thing that can help us, you know, not to think so separated and apart and divided and yeah. and i also feel like some of these like africans in the diaspora a lot of them would want to learn how to speak pigeon yeah. 
Yeah. It's a thing. There's there's a, there's a style that that comes like, with learning yeah, speech. Yeah, because maybe someone might say it's a broken uh, form of English, but I feel preaching is English on our terms. Yeah. So I prefer that. I, I mostly speak that when I'm. I'm gonna talk to my partner. We should be speaking pidgin on this podcast. Like we could mix, we could mix like English pidgin and our own local stuff. You know, yeah, yeah. you feel me? So um, that's that. And with me is Dave, and let's dive into it. Yeah, let's dive into it. <laughs> about founders day founders day is observed on the 4th of august by Ghanaians. uh it's a day where they come out and celebrate the big six the big six push for ghana's independence um Ghanaians celebrate them today for what they did um in helping them get independent i booked a ride got into the uber and this was what the driver had to say For instance, um, um, I'm not too particular about what NDC, MPP are doing. Yeah. My only problem, my only issue is at the end of that four years, yeah, I have this thing to, to change or to retain. The issue about fixing the country right from generation. No government has been able to fix all our problems for us. No government. That is why there is a continuity or the continuation of government. Nobody and nobody can fix our problems. Most of our problems we must face them ourselves. We are always looking at fine, we pay taxes to the government. He will do his part. But the major part. Right now there's red light. If I cross is, is it is it good? I have to fix myself. If I if, if I make rubbish at my area, I just throw things about. And I expect the government to come and clean my gutter for me. Have I face myself? The government is not coming to clean your environment. Mm-hmm. See, there, there is this lane. We have two lanes here. Eh? If you are going here, you see that the, the lanes are two. And you see a trotro or a, a taxi, a cab driver, just going out of the two lanes and just driving on the shoulders of the road. Is, does the government come in? Uh, a whole lot of things we must face them ourselves that is where when government is not doing its part we can we can we can come in 
people are even misbehaving with their pens at their offices. Hmm? At their offices. Lecturers are just messing up with their, their code or the way they have to greet. You, you go to bed with your student before you, you greet the person. A whole lot. I mean, this indiscipline in the society is so, so, so high to the standard. If we, the citizens, eh, we fix ourselves, there will be very little left for the government to do. But unfortunately, we think all these things that I'm talking about should be done by the government. No. Somebody will be accusing a politician for corruption. Eh? Mm. But my wife has finished school for almost 12 years now. Yeah. Eh? She's looking for a job. Lately, she had a job and she's, she's been asked to pay 4,000 cities before she gets a job. But the government come in. Eh? This thing, that, does, it, does the government come in? In fact, almost every sector of the country is messed up. The government can't see all these things and fix them. The major, in fact, the greater part of the fixing lies on we, the citizens. Hmm? A whole, a whole lot, a whole lot, a whole lot. So, if you ask me, what is our problem in Ghana? We have a lot of problems, but we don't have any problem. Yeah. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. We have a lot of problems to solve. Government, individual, citizens. Yeah. But we don't have any problem to solve. If government is solving, if citizens are solving their problems. Yeah. So it's as simple as that. So, when the man talked about, you know, he made references to extortion. He he talked about lecturers sleeping with students, and people taking bribe, people driving carelessly on the road. And what's the first one talked about environment? I think he was more like referring to people's attitude towards life in Africa yeah. you know and which is cool like we all have a part of us we need to grow and make better everybody do mm-hmm. you know but is that really what needs to be fixed you know in the country when when you hear fix the country what do you think needs to be fixed in this country uh, yeah, I wouldn't say I have maybe the full idea about everything but just the basic things you mentioned about the healthcare and all that those things need to be fixed because if you go to like one of the biggest hospitals in Ghana right now um, there are like 40 beds for in the maternity ward that's that's not enough that's not impressive at all because even the politicians and all that even if anyone is sick or anything he won't be confident enough to go to these places to get treatment I won't be confident if I have um, I need to t- maybe take a procedure that is very um, intricate or anything like that. Uh, 
if I have the means, I'll rather go abroad because I'm not I'm not confident in the system mm. in this country. Mm. Even the leaders aren't confident. If they have anything, they they rather go abroad to get treatment. So the the country, the leaders that. There's no confidence. Okay, I think it's all different for everybody. People yeah. might have the money to travel and go have, you know, their yeah. treatment. I think it's different for everybody. But what yeah. I can what I can see from what you're saying is the carelessness of the government yeah. to infrastructures and what the people need to live yeah. and be humans. Yeah. Is that what it sounds like? Because that's what I think it sounds like, mm. you know. And I feel it makes it makes a lot of sense. Because I feel people want to really work. Yeah. Young people in Africa, in Ghana, in every part of the world want to work. People have something driving them. People want to be something. Yeah. you know. But when you make life uncomfortable for them, it makes it difficult to even become yeah. what you want to be. So I think, I think what I'm getting so far is the fix the country it's mm. like the people crying out for you know give us a better life so we can be what we want to be we're not asking to give us or fix up our life up or give us money or make us millionaires no mm. but set things in order so we can have access to life like normal people conversations are really very familiar and you can you can recognize conversations like this during the NSAS protest in Nigeria and also during the time of Bobby Wine in Uganda you can recognize conversations like this where young people are pained are bitter about the situation they are in, the situation we are in, really, because I also have a share of these experiences. 
so these conversations even if we have a personal experience with it or not we see it around us happening all the time and it affects the young people in the continent terribly but is it about who needs to be changed or is this about what needs to be changed because at the end of the day something needs to happen something needs to be done differently in order for us to move forward and achieve our endless potentials our goals our dreams something needs to happen does it lie on the government or is it more on the people being affected to figure this thing out change our constitution. We don't need it anymore because the constitution doesn't catch air for the president. Yeah, it doesn't affect the leaders. It doesn't affect, it doesn't affect their children. Yeah, yes. It doesn't, it doesn't affect, affect any of, of their family members. They should change it. If they change it and it affects them, they will see what we are saying. Or if they don't saying. want to change it, they should come and tell us what's happening because nobody understands yeah. what's going on. Me, I'm a pure Ghanaian. I was born here. I've worked here for so many years. I've paid my tax for so many years. I don't get anything in return. So my brother, I'm talking on behalf of the basic education. If we don't do anything about the education sector, uh, the rate is going to sink. Now hear me, someone who is trained in workshop, for instance, based on the new curriculum, and they are bringing that new syllabus to work. After some years, they, they revert back to the old ways. This causes issues uh, in that particular sector. Because right now, my problem is not particularly with those who are already in the system, but rather those who are emerging from their training schools and all that. Because if they don't have access to the old information, which is more vital, and they are rather using the new information prepared for them in the teaching field, how, how would they find it? How would they be able to work in these sectors? And this is an important issue because it's very difficult for many schools because most schools consist of both primary and teachers. Right now, most teachers coming in have to meet with the, old, the older teachers, that's those teaching the junior high schools, to help them prepare lessons, lesson notes for the primary students because they are not used to the school syllabus because most schools now are still using the, the previous syllabus they used. And right now, because things have been changed, they are having complications. So my brother, honestly, if nothing is done about the education system, it will sink. And no one can talk about it. What you just heard is a man point out his heart on the education system, specifically the basic education system and how much of uh, a joke he's suggesting is going on there. And I, I remember this man, he was interviewed by someone on ground the day of the demonstration. 
and I just had to walk close and put in the mic and he was expressing himself. While the demonstration was going on, we were asked to get down on one knee in respect to Kaka. I had to walk up to someone on ground to find out who Kaka Please, is. Kaka and what happened to um, well, um, it's one of um, our brother who has been fighting for the freedom of this country. And um, lo and behold, we just heard that some people just murdered him and he just died. So, um, we are just doing this for uh, um, the freedom for the Ghanaians. And we are so grateful that this movement is coming to stay. This movement is coming to power 2024. And Baumia and Akufuado's wife and Mohammed's wife can't work, but they want us to pay them. Oh, is that why you are shocked? You see this this story building. If a Ghanaian CEO or director climbs it to the top, the last floor, he has to receive an allowance for that. Yes. It, they are practicing it. It is called height allowance. Height allowance. I'm coming. Get the shot for your life. You, who, who has a belt, a belt on here? Uh -huh. When they are they're dressed to the office, their belt hook, they receive allowance for it. Hook allowance. They sign this in the law. Yes. Yeah, the bathroom uh, allowance. So bathroom allowance. 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 allowance supposed to be given to bankers. Bankers. Do you know why bankers pay tie allowance? Because if they don't put on tie all the time and the air condition enter them, they will get anemia and die. So always you have to put it for, for bankers. For bankers, this is the air condition. So you have to. So sometimes you will love to remove it. But, so they will pay you for, for the, the inconvenience. But the public servant who has asked you to put on air condition, you get it. Not that. When you are traveling every five kilometers, Sorry, now you can say, yes, I didn't
super powerful executive. You understand? Executive. So the moment powerful. the constitution is changed, when the constitution is changed, many people will not do politics. Because when we change it, we are going to we are going to remove what do you call it? S Gracia. It's not going to be there. No MP will be a developmental agent. That is a waste of, for stealing and waste of money. This is yes. So every MP, when you are campaigning, law, law. When I come, I will fight for this law. Then they vote for you. So a lot of people will not do politics. In my entire life, I haven't heard anything about voting allowance, tie allowance, all of those allowances. I mean, how is someone? take allowance for buttons and belt holders that's just that's just weird <laughs> but i mean this this just to say that there's a lot of should i say ignorant stuff or crazy stuff going on in the government that i don't know i think appears to be stupid but I don't know why. I don't know how how these guys think sometimes, but I don't. Know, maybe they feel we are a bunch of retards or ignorant people. I don't really know how these guys see us. To be honest, I don't know what these guys think we are or how naive and ignorant they think we are. But this is not good. So. This guy has pointed out so many things about the government, the so-called allowance stuff. He has pointed out he even he even had to compare Joe Biden's wife just to let people understand that we know what's going on. I had to ask this guy a question. I needed to be sure if he, for any reason, thinks some part of these problems lies on the people. And just in case you're wondering, MP means member of parliament. But with the way with the way things are going, it's obvious the government's the problem. None. The only problem that people have is to vote for these two parties for 32 years. Period. Everything is leadership. The rest is cause and effect. When COVID-19 came and they said we should sleep, who went out? They, the few who entered, what happened to them? The police dealt with them. You understand? Every human being, per psychology, is an, a brutish animal. Left with ourselves, we want to do what will make us happy. I'll do the right thing because there's a law. because I mean as they said over the last 30 years it's been between NDC and NPP yeah. and we've not been able to see any meaningful impact okay if a young guy finishes school and they want to even just get a work in the military they have to go and pay bribe of 10,000 I know people contact me that can I support them 10,000 20,000 their custom service and all those things you see when you create that enabling environment it's beautiful corruption and the youth how many of them have that money to be able to pay to enter into the security services? So I believe that all these years our politicians, the two parties, they have all failed. 
and they have to go back and do the homework and come back again because I think the youth are seeing the, the truth. From what I gather today, what I've seen, I can see that the youth are seeing the truth and it's going to be difficult for any politician to really convince this type of youth. It's really funny how in the government and in some private and public institutions people people take you know bribes and receive bribes from other people before landing them employment opportunities i mean it's it's very very it's very clear because you know there is there's some sort of scarcity in uh, in employment opportunities uh, uh, running around the whole continent so uh people want to buy their way in as as quick as they can so you know they can start you know earning money and making a living for themselves so it's either the government build more facilities to accommodate these young graduates or they come up with a development plan that's going to make the country more conducive enough for private individuals startups and entrepreneurs to build their businesses and make money in the continent I mean, this way we can reduce the level of corruption that goes on in the arms of government and private individuals' life as a nation, and we can move forward. I think we should have a development plan. Any country without a development plan, you are bound to fail. Okay? We are in this country. Look at the project that John Mahama left behind. He's left all of them in the bush. The SHS he built, the E-blocks, he has left them in the bush. Many hospitals are still pending. Abandoned, abandoned the, the projects, project. yes, abandoned projects all over. If in Accra, this Labadi hospital is abandoned because it is Akufuado. The one at Legon is yet to be commissioned because he feels that it is not him who started it. So, if there is a national plan and it is endorsed by parliament, then whoever is in power, you are forced to follow the national agenda. Okay, currently, it is, we don't have it. So, any politician comes. They feel that it is my time, let me do my thing. Okay, they come with family and friends' ambitions. And that is what the youth are seeing. At the end of the day, your carelessness finds its effect on the people, Mr. Leader. It finds its effect on the next generation. It finds its effect in the life of the average youth who is trying to transition from an adolescent into adulthood. The average boy, the average girl, trying to make a meaning out of life, to be able to handle their own personal responsibilities and become fully-fledged adults in a country. At the end of the day, the effect of your carelessness finds its way around their journey in life to becoming fully-formed individuals in a country. The issue of abandoned projects and facilities due to a change in power is something that we can't act like we don't see in this part of our world in the in our continent but you know what it is what it is right at the end of the day a man is gonna be a man and do what he's gonna do and so is the woman at the end of the day it's all on us to look for a way around our situation and find a solution to our problems we always do it. It's not the first time we did it. And it's not going to be the last time we're going to do it. Uh, today's match is a, a beginning of a revolution for you to liberate yourself from 
the standards of economic exploitation by the Westerners, assisted by our political technocrats in the ministry. So it is a long haul. It is this much to take the beginning. Today marks the beginning of a revolution for you to liberate yourself from the shackles of economic exploitation by the Westerners, supported by our political elites. Those are not my words. These are the voice of the people. And the voice of the people is the voice of God. Okay, so that's it for today, guys. But check this out. Africa Listing is a podcast to follow. Afrinessence is a movement to tap into. Casper and myself will be sharing great resources and tools that's going to help ease your journey in life as you live in the continent. So you can follow us on all social media platforms. We have our Instagram set up. We're working on getting the Twitter and the Facebook up. Our website, we're going to launch it by next month so we have a lot of gig coming up so just hanging with us share with your friends that you think need to hear this and need to be here and get tapped in into the movement we are all we've got and that is how we're going to overcome this that is how we're going to build a better and brighter future for our children and their children look out for your brother look out for your sister let's look out for one another that's all we've got. That's all we've got left. Look around you. What do you see?